Hi, everybody. I'm happy to say I have Jan Ingle-Smith with us once again. And this time, we're going to be talking about the field that we're all bathed in from a shamanic point of view and how we've come out of this, how we are how we're interfacing with this field in the face of the pandemic that has just spent the last more than a year on the planet now. And how are we all contending with it from that other dimensional point of view? We're going to talk about that and much more. So let's go to Jen. Hi, Jen. Good to see you again. Thank you, Regina. It's wonderful to be back. I just love it. <laughs> Me too. I always love speaking with you. So let's just dive in. Our world's a different place, and certainly because of the emotional energy that's been expended on this planet over the last year and a half, mm -hmm. uh, across the board, yeah. um, there are so many influences we've dealt with. It has to have changed the field that you, as a shaman, are navigating and working with and training other people to navigate. So without further ado on this topic, let's just go for it and tell us what you're seeing, what you're interfacing with, what you've been experiencing, what your practitioners are experiencing. Yeah. So many things. Um, you know, the pandemic is something that uh, it's like a symptom or something in, in a shamanic perspective there's always a bigger picture going on. You have something that's showing up as a symptom, but what's underneath it? What's the bigger picture? And I think that that has stayed very much the same um, throughout all of this time. The messages that I originally got um, was about people have to go within. They really have to find out where they are out of alignment and do something about it because that out of alignment shows up then in the world. Um, there's a great story. Can I share the story right sure. now? Yeah, and I've shared this story before. In fact, my students are probably tired of hearing it <laughs> because I refer to it so much, but it's, it's just a perfect story that describes um, you know, how we address things and how we have always addressed things. And the story takes place in Peru at Machu Picchu. There are raging fires there. And during the fires, um, the council that organizes and takes care of Machu Picchu, it's like a, uh, a country's sacred site, called in shamans to put out these fires, which I thought was really interesting. I love that they do it that way. And the, all the shamans but one went out and started doing their thing, drumming, singing, working with the elements, all the different things that a shaman would do to uh, navigate how to heal something. Except for this one shaman, and she asked to go into a little dark hut to have it made. And in the Lakota tradition, they would call that a wiki up but it's basically a one-person little uh, hut that's made and it's covered with blankets and you go in there and you, and you pray. And in about a day and a half, the fires went out and all the other shamans knew that it wasn't something that they were doing with their drumming and their singing and all that. And they asked her, they said, how did you do it? How did you put out the fires? And she said, I found where I was out of alignment within myself. And when I righted that, the fires went out. Mm 
So the idea of that is that we see a world and the world is a reflection of how we are within. In a, in a shamanic perspective, uh, in an indigenous perspective, let me say it that way, and I know that this sounds really odd, but it it's said that the universe is inside of you. Okay, you carry the universe within. It's not an external thing. Okay, we see then how it is inside of us, and that is then what we um, navigate through. And so, if there's uh, if there's worry and frustration and aggravation, all of those things then get projected out into your world and we see things from those perspectives. And so what I continually teach and want people to do is how how do you go within? Like we know it is to do that. And all the major religions will will talk about this too. There's there's this adage of, you know, the kingdom of God is within you, is the one out of the Christianity. But, you know, it's it's not about trying to fix what's on the outside. It's trying to fix what's in the inside. Another example of this in shamanism would be um, water pollution, okay? It, it's said in, in a shamanic perspective that pollution, water pollution, is just a reflection of our thinking. And if we were to th clean up our thinking, then the water would clear. And um, Emoto did tremendous work with this, with his- Yes, absolutely. Water, you know. Uh, let me ask a couple questions at this sure. point, okay? Yeah. So as COVID was emerging, it uh, doesn't matter how it got here. The point is, as it got here <laughs> and yeah. started moving its way through humanity, mm -hmm. um, the stage set prior to that was one where societies were already going into deep division. Mm -hmm. And this was globally, whether it was Hong Kong or Paris or Washington, D.C. or San Francisco, uh, you know, Seattle, Portland. Um, it doesn't matter. We had already gone into... A, deeply divisive thinking, actions, emotions, and relationships. So if you can tell me, as you were working with some of your clients, we'll kind of get a little anecdotal here before we move on. What? How were you seeing, first, they had their own thing, but secondly, they're bathed within this field that we have co-created. Can you talk about what that field was like as it was mounting uh, in your experience? Yeah, I mean, the field has always been, to me, uh, if I'm understanding your interpretation of the field, um, it's there's a there's a law in energy that says whatever you add energy to multiplies, okay, and it seems like people tend to look outside of themselves and then blame they blame or they look for answers or they say because of this this is that way and so to me the fields have shifted a little bit from um, what would show up as depression or sadness into anxiety that seems to be the big thing right now people are anxious about 
what is happening or what is going to happen. And they're also, again, then frustrated with it not changing. But nobody is like saying, well, how do I how do I change that within myself? How do I not become anxious? Right. And that's what we're going to go there in this conversation. But I know you have clients from all over the world. Mm-hmm. And I know that this is not a phenomenon in any one locale. And that's why I'd like for you to share with us a couple of examples of over the last year, what you have seen in the fields around people from maybe disparate parts of the world. So we get a clue. This isn't about this isn't about a particular locale. It's not about a position in politics. It's far deeper than that. Mm-hmm. There's, to me, a big picture going on, and we've probably talked about this before too, with the ascension of the planet, that the planet is changing. It's moving into different frequencies of vibration. Um, and that when people are are resistant to that, or um, they are not in, a, in alignment with it at all, it causes a disruption within them. And I think that that disruption, I mean, we can, we can go into all different kinds of places with this, Regina. I mean, we can even get into the parallel reality. And I know that you have yes, a, yeah, a program coming up on yeah. Tuesday, you know, that I was like, oh, I want to catch that. <laughs> um, yeah, because you know, in in different dimensions, in parallel real, parallel realities, people don't realize that we're shifting realities consistently throughout the day. It's a constant thing. The thing that brings us back into a familiar place is our memory and our thoughts. But when you shift, let's say, through healing or through meditation or through journeying or something like that and you are feeling these new feelings of wellness that is the field that you're in then but then when you rethink and remember or complain or go back and tell the story that old story ceases to exist as soon as you had the healing it's no more but our minds bring it back to us and say but this happened and that happened. And so we base our we base our life on our memories of what was instead of what is actually presented to us as possibilities. And every moment stands completely new because it's not a moment of what's happening. The present moment is you as a radiant being. You are a radiant being and you've forgotten that and then you you um, embellish that with all these examples of things that have happened to you which have happened they're not happening now <laughs> and and so all of that is uh, contributing to what reality you think you're in yeah this is reminding me of a lot of different things but one of them is <clears throat> And we will we will address this. Mm-hmm. The power of actually living in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, this seems to be a huge challenge in general for humanity. Mm-hmm. We're either projecting or remembering, but mm-hmm. we we often uh, most of the time are not actually fully present in the moment. And 
it, it's reminding me, um, I'll just bring this up on a personal level. Uh, there was something very uh, challenging that I had to deal with recently. And I, I just kind of put it off I, for months. I put it off and it wasn't mandatory. And then I woke up and I thought, no, I have to do that now. And I re remember my husband saying, well, what is your, what is your thinking on this? And I said, I don't have any thinking on it. I don't know why, but I have to do it now. And I have found in life on the other side, if I could see the cause and effect uh, aspect of it in, you know, throughout the, the energy field, there's mm -hmm. always a reason for it. Mm -hmm. By the same token, what you just talked about, I'm seeing this happen a lot lately where I'll suddenly be, have these incredible, these incredible feelings and upwelling of this positive energy of hope, of possibility. Everything's possible as though you're a, you just graduated from college and the world is at your feet. Yeah. <clears throat> All of this opening, I'm feeling a lot of this kind of waving through me on a regular basis and thinking, what have I just dropped into or tapped into here? So both of those, the in the moment thing, and when we tend to ignore these feelings we have, if you could address both of those, please. Sure. Regina, to me, the human spirit, the soul, or your energy system, however you want to, whatever name you want to give it, even consciousness can work in that um, sentence, is made of a very beautiful high frequency energy, if you want to call it love or divinity or whatever. But that's, that's our core, that's our basis. And to me, that's what in the moment is. That's why it feels when you when you really can tap into that presence there's a blissfulness to it because the presence is not reflective of anything that's ever happened to you it's just you tapping into who you actually are so i think of myself or people as very um like the soul is being super huge like the size of the universe okay and it contains everything and the imagery that i like to use of it is like an inverted triangle over your head so you have this inverted triangle and then you have the point of the triangle that comes right down here into the top of your pituitary gland that little tip enough soul is in there that animates your body and it gives you life. But when you're tapping into your presence, what you're actually tapping into is this bigger version of you that is everything. It exists of everything. It's peace. It's all-knowing. It has this sense of, um, if you want to call it bliss or elation, but it's, it is uh, ecstatic. And that's what they call shamanism when you're actually doing a journey and you're, it's, it's a place of ecstasy because I think what you're actually doing is you're tapping into this part of you that knows that and feels that. So is, is that answering your question? Yeah, it makes sense. Um, and it's open to me. It always seems like it's opening into a field of possibility, even Absolutely. though it might feel like something that happened when I was a teenager in my twenties on a feeling level, that kind of freshness and hopefulness and such that you have, um, we naturally have in, uh, at that age, 
it doesn't feel like it's coming from the past. It's something that is yet to be born almost, or it's, I'm, I've dropped into a parallel something. Yeah, and every possibility is available to you in every moment. And every possibility is in actually its own parallel reality that has then its own set of data streams to it that allows you to flesh that out and to, uh, to live in that state. If you want to call it a state of grace or a state of wellness, a state of hope, a state of optimism. And it's all available to you at all times. That's why in shamanism, we, we talk about we are the creator beings. We are the creator beings and we get to create at any level that we want to. The universe is sort of um, non-discerning. It's not going to tell you how to do it. It's going to allow you to do it in whatever choices that you make. You know, we're one of the few species, if the only species that has free will or what the spirits call sacred choice. Nothing else really has that. It's it's got um, more specific programs that it that it um, is bound by, but not us. <laughs> oh, I agree with that. Now yeah. you just mentioned a word. There are all these, all of the possibilities are lying there in uh, states to be engaged with or not engaged with, to be activated or not activated in these parallel realities, so to speak, mm -hmm. as potentials. So. Mm -hmm. This gets into the subject of how we end up manifesting what we do collectively and individually. Um, because once we apply belief and expectation to something, it becomes a new ballgame because now we have uh, energy. Mm -hmm. uh, um, sometimes we're dragging subconscious baggage into it, which can drag other emotions such as fear into our creation. So let's talk about, creation from the shamanic point of view in terms of how we're creating our reality. And this goes far beyond the secret. <laughs> As many people know, the secret didn't work for them. So let's look at the nuts and bolts of it from a shamanic, more mechanical point of view. Sure. The beliefs um, are ways that we are energetically creating our reality in that I believe your beliefs are held in your chakras. And, you know, we know, we know chakras as kind of like this ideal state, you know, like um, voice, heart, um, you know, your your truth, your creative abilities, your security, those types of things. But those chakras can get wounded by our thoughts and by the things that we um, we dwell on. And it can and it can change the chakra broadcast and now it's broadcasting our fears or our hesitations, our doubts. But whatever that broadcast is that goes off creates a feeling. That feeling then, um, you know, they've done a lot of studies on emotions and feelings, and we've talked about this before too, and that it's an instantaneous response from the cosmos, from the universe on whatever those feelings are. And so, you know, I think that in the big picture, Regina, we're being told that we either, we have to wake up, we have to take responsibility for what we're contributing collectively. 
what we're doing on our own, like our own personal fires that need to go out in our lives by I'm a creator being, what am I creating? You know, it, it, it falls back down to personal responsibility. And to me, that is the evolution of humanity because we have not been responsible. We blame. <laughs> we blame. We try to figure things out, whose fault it is, all this kind of stuff. When does it really matter? What matters is what are you doing and where is your vibration and how is that affecting you and everybody else? You're so right, Jen. And I think part of the problem is that um, without having that clear understanding that it's not just our thoughts, you know, the power of positive thinking, you know, that, that all these books have been out for literally decades. It is mm -hmm. the emotions and the feelings behind it because every one of these emotions has a type of vibrational density to That's it. Right. That's and that right. density can be sublime and light and create beautiful outcomes or it can be heavy and drag all of our good intentions and good thoughts basically down into a garbage heap. That's and right. we're not understanding if we can't marry the supportive emotions and feelings underneath these desires and thoughts, it ain't going to happen. Mm -mm. And you can so easily change your emotions and feelings. It's so easy. Um, it just takes really a few seconds of positive thought because a thought is also a frequency and the thought then turns into a feeling and so if you're just and words are frequencies they're all little bundles of energy everything is energy there's nothing that's not energy and so those little bundles then um, affect you because we're energy systems and so we feel it immediately so even just saying positive things to yourself uh, in your head like beautiful fabulous magnificent brilliant <laughs> that's going to say the exact yeah. thing yeah 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 these words of beauty and peace and grace mm -hmm. will change your vibration and then immediately change your environment and it you know these truths have been around really since the beginning of time and um, we, but nobody really practices them. It gets all convoluted in who's right, who's wrong, you know, arguments about this argument. And so all that does is lower your vibration. <laughs> but everybody can prove their truth or their beliefs to be true because the beliefs are what's creating your reality. So of course you can prove it to be true. Like if you said, um, nothing ever works out for me or i i'm lousy at love things just don't ever work out well that belief is coming off of you it's going to attract to you those realities to make it true everybody's belief is true and so to me when i'm working with people i was like do you like what you're manifesting you're manifesting 24 7. you cannot not be manifesting it's constant 24-7, but you're going to manifest whatever you're putting your attention to. Whatever gets the most energy wins and what you believe becomes, you know, and so it's just like, okay, 
if I want to concentrate on this, if I'm going to resist and I'm going to hold on to what I think is true, even though it aggravates me and frustrates me and makes me angry about how things are in the world, all of that is just broadcasting those lower frequencies of anger, distrust, um, you know, frustration, hatred. Well, you're going to live a life that's going to have those components at your core, and you're probably going to end up being sick, <laughs> you know, not feeling good for sure, maybe depressed, anxious, having to take medication. Why? Because it's what you're putting out there, and it's what you're then bringing back to you that's going to color your world, your perspective of everything. I hope you're enjoying this video because if you are, there are dozens more like it on my site, all supported by people like you. So if you'd like to keep this work rolling in and join our community, just click on the Patreon button at reginameredith.com. That also gives you access to insider commentary, my live book club, and other live events with special guests. So join in. Thanks. Agreed. And so let's talk about from a very practical point of view. What a person can do to start working on a core theme, a core theme that has brought a lot of anxiety to them, or, mm -hmm. or as you say, blame, even hatred. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people have experienced who never even felt these feelings much until the last couple of years. No mm -hmm. surprise that COVID emerged at this time and that we have a bifurcation of consciousness on this planet where we now have gone different directions. There are families and people who don't even speak anymore. This mm -hmm. is real. It's not going away anytime soon. So within that, how can we uh, best, from a shamanic point of view, mm -hmm. find the thing that we would like to manifest and eliminate or transform the very thing that comes in to sabotage it? You right. give a little kind of mini class here on that. And yeah, we'll just yeah, start yeah. with one thing. Well, I, for me, what I use are guided meditations because when I'm using, you know, I, I haven't brought up the whole thing between left brain and right brain, but right brain is where you're really able to move into that blissful state, okay? And in a guided meditation and journey and in, in meditation in its own, which is harder, um, you have to have some sort of method to get you there. For me, I like the guided meditation or journeying because I can just sit back and relax and have somebody guide me through it. And I can follow the prompts. And in following those prompts, I then am feeling this elation. I get a glimpse of what that feels like. And I do feel better. I feel hopeful. I have... I'm I'm seeing um, I'm seeing my dreams manifest in front of my eyes, and it's not something that you do and get frustrated about. Like you know, like where where is it right now? But yeah, as yeah. you practice, I always say you know do a 21 day challenge with yourself, and do something for 21 days, and watch what happens. And you know, I produce all kinds of things like this, and I know you have produced some wonderful material too. But you, you have to do it. It's not like you can complain about it because the complaining, again, is just a lower frequency. And everybody starts with a decision, with an intention. An intention is an energy put into motion 
of creation. An intention is a creative energy. And it's a lot easier to keep that 21-day challenge up when you're engaging with something that actually feels beautiful and uplifting. You actually look forward to it. It's not like you're having to grind it out in um, CrossFit at a CrossFit course of some kind. It's actually inviting and beautiful. So I love that what you said about guided uh, meditations um, taking you there. I think I I love that myself. You know, people will spend so much time complaining about COVID and um, what's wrong and how things are working instead of spending that same amount of time thinking, how would they like it to be? If all of these changes took place that we really want to say, take, if you would daydream about that, if you would take that into a meditation and put all that time and energy into the creating of what possibility is that's when you're going to start seeing changes but right now if you're just complaining about it and saying this is destroyed this and this is destroyed that those are hurtful energies and we're not going to beat ourselves out of that we're just going to become depressed and forlorn in what's happening and again i think in the big picture this has been the universe the ascension energy saying you cannot be in an ascended state where you are currently. You got to change because that's what ascension is. <laughs> ascension, <laughs> you know, ascension is a higher frequency. You can't get, it's not going to just happen to you because you're the creator being. You have to create that inside of yourself and be a match energetically for that. And then I think you'll be in that reality then where those things are just the norm for you. I think so. And so much of it, again, is this how fear is sold to us, mm-hmm. how it perpetuates in our minds, emotions, and fields. And we're just, we've gotten a wonderful glimpse of what fear does to humanity at large. And, you know, and I look at it, uh, again, offering just a personal reflection on it. Um, as COVID was playing out, and uh, it's still playing out. Oh, Portland is getting closed back down again this weekend. All Portland. Oh, no. Okay, well, I'm in an area that is, you wouldn't know there's COVID. It's so yeah. The only difference is you do wear masks into the grocery store. But mm-hmm. other than that, the restaurants are setting back up again inside and out. Mm-hmm. And the entire time, I basically thought, okay, where is something happening? And I'd find where people early on, there was only like a one or two month uh, shutdown where you had to order to go in our county in California. The rest, basically, you've always been able to go sit outdoors at cafes and we have weather here. So it's kind of lovely. You can do it year round. I bundled up in the winter a bit and (laughs) took my thermal Yeti mug with me to the cafe. (laughs) And I just had a cafe experience and we'd listen to music at night outdoors. But even going in, even wearing the mask thing, which so many people have a hard time with because of the feelings of being repressed and such. You know, I, I sprayed these beautiful essential oils in my mask and thought, every time I was in a store, I'm getting this wonderful blast of orange and lime and grapefruit. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling like my energy is rising up because I have the possibility because i wouldn't normally do this to be breathing in that wonderful essential oil energy 
while I'm out and about um, in a public place. So it actually, I found it beneficial. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, again, but it's all a point of view. It's all a matter of, I thought, this doesn't have to ruin my life or anyone around me's life. We're going to carry on. We're going to have, we're going to do what we can and we're not going to be in fear. And we weren't. And so, I mean, knock on wood, there are just so many ways to approach it. And the fear that took hold of of so many of the people I know uh, created decision-making that I don't think really worked in their favor on a lot of levels. So if it's fear and it's causing you to, um, it's causing you to feel bad and, and shut down that is your answer is this good for me if you want to do good things for yourself you don't go into fear (laughs) You you can change reality instantaneously your reality by getting out of that fear by just deciding to do something like you did or why am i in such resistance you know like what what can I think about that would bring me joy? And that joy is a protection in itself. Absolutely. You know, I mean, there it, it always boils back down to you. Like, how are you going to perceive this? And what is the outcome of that perception? If the outcome of that perception is fear, then I'd say don't do it. You know, there's nothing to be afraid of except your own thoughts. <laughs> you know, because you could you could be, you know, in the worst s- scenario and be positive with it and feeling filled with light, and you can move through that unaffected. You know, now that is not a norm for a lot of people, but that is the truth. That, that is how it works. <laughs> that is energetically how it works. <laughs> that I agree. And I wanted to add one other thing, too, because I hadn't really thought about it this way until my husband, Zeus, um, mentioned it. And that is, um, for me, living life, if you're dealing with something that's very dense, you don't have a choice. You, you, we all deal with dense stuff. We have to pay our bills. We have to you know, engage with paperwork that's unwieldy and so forth. That, that's my bugaboo, <laughs> one of my bugaboos. Mm-hmm. We all have to engage with things we don't want to do that we find unpleasant and make us feel a little bit heavy. And so what I do is every time I'm dealing with something that's really unpleasant or heavy, after that, I will go do something that gives me joy and so I've done this my whole life. I always alternate um, and do something very specifically mm-hmm. to bring some kind of joy um, and upliftment. And he was saying this. He said, you know what? In doing that, that might be why you don't accumulate trauma and a lot of negativity because mm-hmm. you're constantly releasing it in the next moment. And I thought, you know, I had never given it any thought. I thought there, that is probably accurate as a practice in general for people. What are your thoughts on that? I, I agree. And I've marveled with that in you also. You know, I've seen that quality in you. Um, or just being a, like, for me, a little trick that I have when you're talking about paying bills and 
taxes and all these kind of things. On my checks, I have printed thank you. And I circle that. So no matter what I'm paying for, I stand in total appreciation for me being able to do that. And I'm just in thankfulness. And to me, that multiplies or I, I envision like if I'm paying a lot of big taxes, which I did this year, you know, I envision that going to the things that I want to create, uh, school systems and education for people. I don't resent it because the, re the resentment then takes me to a place that I don't want to be in my life. And to me, I don't, I don't let people have my joy. I don't let p things take me over because I'm the one that suffers then. And then I contribute to suffering in the bigger picture. And so I'm very, I'm very self-aware that way and um, very conscious of what I'm offering. And, you know, you I truly live that. Yeah. You and you do truly live that. Mm -hmm. And so I think anybody can do that. Like you, you get a choice. Um, you know, what you were describing to me is what I call chop wood, carry water. Yeah. You, you know, you got to cook meals, you have to pay bills. You know, these are things that just are part of everyday life. And they have been that way again since the beginning of time. <laughs> you know, if it was exchanging goats and and cows or something, you know, you're still, there's always this exchange going on and it's just the way that it is. And so are you going to resent it? Or can you find a pleasure in being able to say, I, I get, I get to live life well. And, you know, it's just a choice. And people could say, well, I don't have anything. Well, maybe think about what you do have. You know, do you have one, do you have more than one pair of shoes? Right. You have more than one pot or pan. Because I'll tell you, I've been in a lot of countries around the world that they don't. You know, they have one. And and so just to stay in that place of appreciation will change your energy and it will change the way you create in your life. Your life will change when you bring it around to a different view. I agree, Jan. And of course, I agree with everything you're saying because we have similar viewpoints of view. I'm going to get a lot of blowback from me. But I think what you just mentioned is a wonderful entry point. If you're for people who are struggling and trying to get out of this feeling of uh, being kind of emotionally and mentally underwater, the very thing you just said a moment ago, I I would argue is the entry point, and that is just to start with the simplest appreciation, it can be a very small thing, but the feelings that happen in your being and that start radiating out from, from your thought to your emotions, you know, into your field are profound. Mm -hmm. So um, as we wind down a bit, I'd love to know kind of your final thoughts on this, uh, on appreciation and its value as a starting point and as a regular practice and anything more you wish to add. Appreciation to me is one of the highest frequencies that we can feel. Um, I mean, yes, of course, bliss and all that kind of stuff. But if you can't get into those higher levels, if you start appreciating, everybody can appreciate something, something. And it's an 
it's one of those things that you just kind of close your eyes and just kind of have this feeling. And I, I can I do I have time to tell a little story? It's kind of sure. goofy, but it is a really goofy story. But one of the things that I have always said that I really appreciate a lot is indoor plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll go on and on and on about how decadent it is in many of our lives to have a bathroom off of your bedroom. I mean, think of that. That is like decadence. So in my life, I am often, every year, I'm in two places that there is no indoor plumbing and we're, we're there for a long period of time, like a week or longer. And in both places, in both places, I've had people come up to me and say, oh, Jan, um, would you like to use the house to go to the bathroom, <laughs> you know, instead of these porta potties or something like that? Out of the blue, or this person had a bathroom built in a field, and he says, I have a key for this. Would you like to, you're the only one that can use it? <laughs> and I was like, go figure that that is something that I always say I appreciate. And then it manifests. I'm the only one it manifests for. <laughs> <laughs> two different situations you know it's just like yeah I'm appreciating the fact that I don't have to use a porta potty I have indoor plumbing <laughs> okay I have a little secret for you You're up again okay um, you can go to a, some kind of sporting goods or REI store and get your own porta potty it's best for you you hide it where you want <laughs> anyway I get what you're saying and yeah often it's it's like nature waking up in the morning and 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 listening to the birds and the geese flying overhead and checking out the window to see how my little garden's doing if anyone ate it overnight you you know it's such, yeah, yeah. I mean, those small things of just connecting to that incredible abundance and beauty of the earth itself yes. and each one of us has it maybe having a beautiful flower a, a wonderful you know conversation with your child the smile on their face as you said, there's something for every single one of us to be grateful for and appreciate. And if we can spend more moments tagging into that, then the rest of this creative process becomes much easier because we've already lifted our frequencies. Yeah. You know, being, being able to walk, being able to read, you know, there's a lot of the world that doesn't read, you know, right. literate. And all these things that are so simple, we take for granted that we had an education and that, you know, it's just like, oh, my God, I am so appreciative of that. And you're right. When that divide that you're talking about, if you listen to the people that are fearful and, ang and fearful, you'll often hear anger with it. And um, you'll often hear anti against something or that somebody's doing it to them. You know, that they're taking away their freedoms or something. Again, that's an attitude. Your freedom is personal. It's a, it's a sovereign feeling inside of you. And um, I think when we move into those feelings, you'll change a reality for yourself and collectively for all of us. And so every time I tap into these things with the spirits, they say, you still haven't, you know, the lessons aren't learned yet. And this is what's happening. 
the planet is ascending, if you want to be part of that ascension in a positive way, you have to be a vibration that matches it, which okay. is one of happiness and joy and appreciation and all those good things. Absolutely. That's the one thing. This isn't personal. Everything is energy. As the earth herself lifts her frequencies, if we can't lift ours to match, we go somewhere else. That's okay, but we go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's a very, very important thing you just said there. And let's leave everybody on the note that it, we have to continue our own internal housekeeping, bring those vibrations up, mm -hmm. um, stop blaming. Um, it, it's hard. It's hard sometimes. We're in a very polarized world. It's hard okay. not, but you know what? Zero sum game on that one. It's not working for anybody. So we had to say. Nor has it ever worked. No. <laughs> It's never worked and it's still not working. You know, like, let's change it then. <laughs> we are slow learners. Let's do my, yeah. I remember my father said that to me once when I got two speeding tickets in one day. It is a longer story, but it hurt my feelings when he said, honey child, you're a slow learner. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, Jen, thank you so much. And for anybody who wants to get in touch with you, uh, it's lightsong.net, right? Mm -hmm. Lightsong.net, yeah. And I'm, Happy to supply you with all kinds of little tricks and recordings and all kinds of things. So, yeah. You do beautiful work. And thank you thank so you. much for taking the time to join us again. Um, uh, I look forward to our next conversation. I think the next one's happening at Gaia yes. uh, in a few months' time. I look forward to that, too. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Gina. It's always a pleasure. Again, everybody, to connect with Jan and her amazing work, really profound, beautiful work, you can go to lightsong.net. Until next time, thank you for joining us here on reginameredith.com. <laughs>